Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Sporting KC Show. I'm your host, Blake Arney, alongside my new partner, John Kempen here. A new season here of the Sporting KC Show in 2024. We're so excited to be here, but that means some new voices. So I'm here alongside the first homegrown player in Sporting KC history, the first player from the academy to sign a contract with the first team, John Kempen, former goalkeeper. John, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm ready to get the season rolling. Uh, you know, obviously caught fired there at the end, headed into the playoffs, and team looked good. Team had a good preseason, so I'm ready to get started. Absolutely. So John and I will be taking over here on Sports Radio 810 WHB uh, for all of the matches and for just the home matches on Apple TV. You can catch us, listen to us as the, the home broadcaster. So I know my, myself personally could not be more excited to be taking over this role. Obviously, Nate Bucati, Ali Trost Martin, two people that I got to work with the last couple of years um, working on the Sporting KC broadcast. It was really great to learn from them, and they're two people that uh, two of the best in the business. So certainly Jacob Peterson, you know, being the, the radio analyst previously, I got to work closely with him. He was another one. That guy, he, he loves this club. He loves the game. He is one of the best people to have around to learn from, and I certainly would pick his brain and, and you know, find little things that he would love to talk about when it came to this club got some big shoes to fill here John yeah well you can't beat those three obviously I played with Jacob love the guy Nate's awesome and Allie's great so uh, you know I, I'm glad that I'm here with you I'm very honored to take over this role um, obviously representing my hometown in a different capacity after playing for the team for uh, seven years so I think it's going to be awesome I'm really excited for the season and, and ready to rock and so for those of you, I'm sure you probably know John a little bit more because he played for the club. Obviously, like you said, you grew up around here. I'll, I'll give myself, I guess, a little bit of an introduction so people can maybe get to know me a little bit more. I grew up uh, right around here in uh, Shawnee, so not too far. I'm a Kansas City kid myself. Um, went to school at the University of Nebraska, though, so I, I strayed away from Kansas City but found myself back here as I was working for the club, uh, working in the broadcast crew with Nate and Allie. Got some great experience learning under them, learning this club. Of course, was able to follow the club growing up as a huge soccer fan. I was never quite as good on the field maybe as, as you were. John, I will, I will say, I was a keeper at one point in my career. You got the height um, for it. I, I do, we're both long. I guess we got the long arms, long legs. That, that worked. I did have a bad game one time, though, and a coach told me I needed to apologize to the team. So I, I think that was the end of my <laughs> goalkeeping career. So I, I hung up the gloves after that and then, you know, Played a little bit of central midfield, uh, you know, center back for a little bit and decided, I think my playing career, I, I was a little too skinny and just got bullied off the ball all the time. So I decided, you know, I'll leave it to guys like you to, to keep doing it on the field. Well, you, you still fit the part. You play the part. So I know you know what you're talking about. Well, that's good. I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we can, you know, shift that. Obviously, after your playing career, after my, I guess, a lot shorter playing career, we can shift it into something where we still get to follow the game and, you know, follow this great club that I know I had great experiences watching guys like you out on the field, and it seems like you had some great experiences as well. But, you know, as we shift into this 2024 season, John, it's going to be a very exciting season, that's for sure. A lot of, or a couple of new changes around the season, or around the team, a couple of new players coming in, players going out. I mean, I guess we got the chance to go down to Miami and see this team in action playing against uh, Florida International University. I guess, what are some of the things that you saw when we went down there from this team that you maybe like and things that maybe have changed a little bit? Yeah, well, what I really saw was the team was hungry. You had a lot of new, newer faces. You had some younger players, uh, but you also still had those veterans there like uh, Alan Polito and Johnny Russell, Tim Melia. So... I'm really ex anxious and excited to see how kind of those younger players mesh with those veterans and how those veterans can build up those younger players um, to have a successful season. Yeah, and you talked about some of the veterans. Of course, 
Uh, one player that left this this offseason, Gadi Kindo, went to play in Israel, his, his home country. He'll be a player that Sporting Kansas City will miss dearly. Had some great seasons, of course. That incredible goal in St. Louis that, you know, just sent the away section into pandemonium. And then they came home and obviously took down St. Louis in that second leg of the playoffs. He will be truly missed. But two players that will absolutely be missed by this fan fan base, Roger Espinoza and Graham Zusi, two players that you got the chance to play alongside. You know, that's some veteran leadership that's leading leaving this locker room. They were leading the locker room, now gone from this team. I guess, how do things kind of shift? Obviously, they didn't play 90 minutes week in, week out in the later parts of their career, but they're still, you know, practicing with the team. They're still there every single day in training with the team, you know, in the locker room prior to games, after games, they're that veteran leadership. Of course, there are players that can kind of shift into those roles. But, I mean, from your experience playing in this game, how do those things kind of change as those players move on past their career? Well, I think you said it best. You know, they laid the groundwork for this club. They they won championships. They were a part of winning teams. Um, and I think that they have left a legacy here at Sporting Kansas City. Uh, but I also think that they have transferred over some of those traits to, to some of these other guys, some of these younger guys. You still have veteran like Tim Milia, like I said. Johnny Russell, Russell's leadership, uh, you know, has been huge over the past couple of years. So um, I think that it, it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and kind of takes over that leadership role um, now that Zussi and, and Espinosa have left. And uh, those were two good friends of mine. They're still two good friends of mine. They had, you know, an amazing career here in, at Sporting Kansas City. So um, it, it's, it's a lot of... It's huge kind of shoes to fill for sure. Um, but it's another thing that I'm anxious to see who steps up and kind of takes over those leadership roles. A couple of legends leaving on the field, a couple of sporting le- legends leaving the broadcast crew. I guess we're the guys that have to step up into that role, just like this team. Um, you know, Sporting KC, I will say a little note on Roger Espinoza and Graham Zusi. They were the two remaining players on this team that had represented this team as the Kansas City Wizards. Now they're gone, so no, no player on this team. There's still a couple guys around the league that maybe could fill that role if they were to come back for some reason, but obviously those two, the last two that were, were able to represent the team as the Wizards before they obviously now as Sporting Kansas City in, in the new stadium, those two were truly two incredible players at this club and two players, like you said, you got to, to be alongside, of course, shifting. We'll focus more on the Houston game in a little bit of a later segment, but as we're talking right now, some of the changes in the offseason, of course, talked about the players that are leaving, but we do have a couple of new players coming in. Zorhan Basong was signed, Memo Rodriguez, as well as Alanis Vargas. He had a great stint with SKC, too. We got to see a couple of those guys in preseason. Maybe what were some of the things you saw from them? I really liked Vargas. I thought he was hungry. And then you got Memo Rodriguez, who's, I mean, he's a leader in himself. He's, he's played in the league a long time. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he incorporates with the team. Um, you know, and then Basong on the side, he, he had a great preseason as well. I think we talked about it during the preseason game that we went to and, and kind of uh, scouted. And those are three guys that I think are going to have a, a great season, and I'm excited to see them. Yeah, Memo Rodriguez, one that, uh, like you said, a lot of MLS experience yep. with LA Galaxy, with the Houston Dynamo, who's yep. sporting Kansas City, will open their season against. I will say, when he, he, he first came into the team obviously he was trialing and we were there in Miami he came right up to me he came right up to some of the creative um, crew that was there introduced himself certainly made a good first impression on me so I guess I'm already a fan of Memo Rodriguez in this team yeah exactly I think what you saw there was he wanted to be on Sporting Kansas City I think he realizes you know Houston and and Sporting are their rivals you know 
they've always had battles. It's always been tough games, and I think he's seen that, and I think now he wants to be on the, the good guy side. You know, he wants to be on Sporting Kansas City. So you saw that in preseason. Uh, great guy. Um, you know, I'm excited for him and excited to see him this season. So looking ahead a little bit, of course, we had a, the, the preseason is over now. We're looking ahead to Houston. But if you look back at last season, this same time, obviously, we can get into the 10 games where they, they couldn't Sporting Kansas City couldn't find a win. But a big reason, I think, because or the, a big reason that was the case is because of some of the injuries. You look at this time around mm-hmm. Sporting able to escape preseason without any, I feel like, major things that you you know major news that you're talking about mm-hmm. that are is detrimental to the, to the season of course Logan and Denbe yeah. will be missing the early portions of the season because of the injury he picked up and played on a torn ACL or had an ACL surgery um, against after that St. Louis match Kyrie Shelton will be missing a couple of or a decent portion of the beginning of the season but outside of that you look at last year it was Johnny Russell, Alan Polito, Tim Melia, guys like that Gotti Kinda and Denbe included into that that were missing so maybe you can avoid some of those, that sluggish start that you saw as opposed to last season. Exactly. You said it. You know, you don't want to start off sluggish. You don't want to go, you know, with a couple of games without a win. So starting the game off with a healthy team. I mean, obviously, Ndenbe is a huge loss and Kyrie Shelton as well. So, you know, that hurts, but you still have a relatively healthy team going into the home opener and to the first game of the season. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how they can kind of use use everybody. I mean, it's always... As you go through the season, there might be some injuries, but it'll be good for people to get experience, get some minutes. Um, you know, and, and it's nice to see that nobody got injured during preseason. Yeah, of course, Peter Vermees always talks about in the preseason. That's the biggest goal, of course. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of, of good things that you can take out of preseason. Players playing well, guys impressing. I think we did see a little bit of that, like you, you talked about with some of those guys, you know, that, that did impress in the preseason. But the yep. biggest thing is to walk away from preseason and be relatively injury-free so that you can go into the season knowing you've got a, a full roster to, to play from. Of course, Sporting Kansas City hasn't always had that in the past, but this season, like we said, it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, sure. You know, preseason games count, right? I mean, you're getting better. You're, you're getting to know each other. You're building your tactics. But this weekend's when it counts. You know, Saturday, the three points on the line. You know, this is when it counts. So, thankfully, you know, nobody got nobody got too injured during preseason. Everyone's going in healthy. Uh, it's going to be a huge battle against Houston. Like I said, they're at least in my eyes, they've been a rival in the past. We've always had some tough games, especially playoff games against them. So uh, it's good to see everybody fit. Houston, a team sporting seems to match up a lot against, especially last season. But we'll get to all of that Houston, uh, you know, prior to the Houston matchup coming up here on the Sporting KC show. After we take a little bit of a break, we've got a good segment coming up with Daniel Shallow. We will talk to him about the season that is upcoming. Sporting Kansas City kicking their season off against Houston. Of course, we talked about some guys on this team that maybe have a little bit of history with that team, some guys who have played on that team. So there will be plenty of t- to talk about later as we continue here on the SKC Show. Thank you so much for listening here on Sports Radio 810 WHB and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be right back with a segment with Daniel Shallowy. Welcome back in here to the Sporting KC Show on your home for Sporting Kansas City Sports Radio 810 WHB. Make sure to follow Sporting on on all the socials. And if you're watching here on video, you can see right next to me is Daniel Shallowy, Sporting's new number 10. Daniel, how are you feeling? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be back for this new season. Of course, you know, you guys just, uh, you know, finished up your your training for heading into this first game week. You had preseason in in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. 
you came back. I guess, how has that transition been so far coming back from Florida into Kansas City? You've gotten some good weather here for mid-February. Yes, yes, very happy about that. You know, the transition is not always easy with the weather coming back from preseason. But, yeah, we're excited. This is always um, it's a long break, always off-season, preseason. We just want to start the season, so we're all super excited to be back on the field this weekend. So what's that mentality like right now in the locker room, kind of raring to go? Yes, of course, everybody's ready to go. I think it's always uh, nice to see everybody start, you know, with a blank page. You can uh, write your own story again from day one, and this is what's happening now. A lot of guys are very excited, so I'm excited to see what we can do this year. And so I mentioned it a minute ago, but it's no longer DS20. It's now DS10. Yes. How does that feel? How are you? How did you kind of go about making that decision? Yeah, I, uh, I'm super excited to have the number 10 this year. And um, <clears throat> I've never had it in my professional career. I was number 10, you know, in my academy days. But being number 10 as a professional is always just difficult. And it's a totally different story. I was number 30. I was number 20. And then uh, I always wanted to make the jump to number 10 and um, this year I, I did it obviously I uh, asked for permission and they said I deserve it and I'm so excited that I have accomplished this at this club and there's been uh, you know great players uh, who worn the number 10 I think I've uh, I can step up to uh, step up my game even more with the number 10 now how does that conversation kind of go you know that number came open did you feel like or I guess who did you talk to a kind of figure out okay did you have to fight guys for that number did you did you kind of have first dibs how did it go no it was um I asked Peter and I told him that I would love to have the number 10 he said he'll um, he'll make sure I have it and um he did that and you know when we started preseason um the my boot back had the number 10 on it and I was like this is this is happening and they were like yeah yeah you got it you got it so I am um, very excited the guys were excited for me so uh and we did the media day the other day, and um, it's just nice to see. You know, I'm a little kid, like, seeing my name with the number 10, and it's it's all exciting for me, and uh, I can't wait to uh, play in that number. Absolutely. So, you know, there's been some changes this past offseason, of course. Roger Espinoza, Graham Zussi leaving the team. They're two players that, obviously, you played with for a little while. Very uh, big presences in the locker room, experienced players. With them being gone, I guess first you can maybe touch on just what kind of experience they, sh they taught you and kind of how you learned from them. But also, how is your role kind of changing as a leader on this team? Yeah, those guys, you know, they are a good friend of mine. They are, we were always hanging out together. We would not just on the field, but uh, away from it too. We had our, our little group and uh, it's sad to see them gone. They are legends of this club and I've... I'm so lucky to play with them and have learned so much from them. And they pretty much helped me become the player I am today. And as you said, them, by them leaving, I, uh, yes, I want to step up even more in the, in the leadership and take those roles. And, you know, we, we have older guys than my, myself, but uh, I'm, I'm there now. So I have to be able to lead the team and, you know, what Roger and Zeus uh, and those guys did to me and helped me when I was younger. I need to be able to do that to the younger players on this team. It's all very exciting, to be honest, because it's exciting when you're a young player, but it's also exciting when you have new challenges. And this is one of those. So what kind of leader are you in the locker room? Are you someone who's going to rile guys up, you know, get everyone going with some words? Or are you just one of those guys puts your head down and, and kind of gets to work? I think I'm more the, the work bit. I think Johnny is great at actually talking a lot. 
I think I need to uh, still work on that. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult to be motivational. You know, you have things that you think of, but when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, that didn't come across as yeah. good as I thought it would. Yeah. But, uh, but you need to learn those things. But I think uh, leading by action is already one thing. And um, I think I've, I've, I've done that in the past. And so, you know, you talked about some of the experience that you have. You may not be the older guy on the team, but you're definitely one of the most experienced players here at this club, heading into, what, your eighth or ninth season with the first team. I guess now that you've had that many preseasons, that many, you know, first match weeks, have you kind of figured out what your routine is, what you like to do heading into the, a new season? Yes, of course. It's uh, it's always very exciting, but it's, it's also difficult. You know, you are um, a little bit more nervous to get those first passes right. You're nervous to get those first results and uh, you you need a lot of things to to go well to to feel good early on but uh definitely helps that you have the experience and uh and I think I I'm actually very excited to go back to Houston because um you know our season ended there last year and it's it's nice to start there and um you know go for a go for a win and um you know start the season right you beat me to the punch there about that. Does, does that motivate you guys in, in any way? I know, you know, we talked to Peter Vermees uh, during the media availability. He likes to say, we don't, we don't look at that. It's a new season. But I, I've heard from a couple different players that there still is that, in the, that little thought in the back of your mind. For you guys, how does that feel? Yeah, it's, it's not that, you know, I go to sleep every night thinking about that we need revenge. Yeah. Because it is a new season and uh, they advanced and we didn't last year. Our season ended. But uh, <clears throat> it's one of those things that you just wanna you just wanna win, and you know it, it hurts when you get knocked out. And we've knocked teams out in the past, and I just know it's uh, it's one of those feelings when you go to the next game. You just wanna make sure you get that next result right. So here's a chance early on, and uh, hopefully we take it. Yeah, and and you, finally, we're not going to Houston mid-July. So yeah, this that's is true. very happy. We you are did very get happy a good time that. to go. It's yes. probably not going to be quite as humid. I'm sure yes, you've played yes, some yes. tough games in that stadium. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, prior to that, you played against, obviously, St. Louis, San Jose in the playoffs. It was a, an incredible run to make the playoffs. It was just a really positive, I would say, end to the season. You had that huge goal in Children's Mercy Park against St. Louis. How do you guys build a little bit off that momentum and some of the momentum that you, maybe you've built during the preseason? I think it's it's not the momentum since you know it's a new season it's more the just thinking about what we did from like a beaten position last year like looking at halfway through the season where we were and what we became in just knowing what we can do and we can accomplish together and uh just the fact that we have this mentality to never give up but also now looking at it we have to realize that okay we couldn't win for 10 games last year, but sometimes that one win or that one tie, those couple points add up at the end. And that's why we have to be so focused, so smart in the beginning, because if you can get a couple of wins, couple of points that that can push you into the playoffs or that can get you the position you wanted. So that's why I think um, we've learned a lot from last year. You talked about not going down to Houston in the middle of the summer. You know, you guys have made a lot of trips to Houston in recent times. I think four trips to Houston in the last like season and a half, approximately. Is there anything about that city, about that you know that stadium that you enjoy enjoy about it, or maybe things that you uh, you aren't a big fan of? They have a very nice field, to be honest. So uh, you can play, and you can tell that their team is uh, very good at that. They keep the ball, they they build out of the back. So I I like teams who do that because you know you respect it. I. I'm not a fan of, you know, 
when we keep the ball game and somebody gets a, a, a lucky goal and then they win the game, Houston wants to play and they are a creative team. And um, that's what we are always trying to be. So I think we always have good matchups there. And um, this should be a, a good one early on. Absolutely. And, you know, you've got that, that match coming up. The, the next match will be the home opener, I guess, at Children's Mercy Park. What are you most excited about starting this season and then getting in front of the home fans? It's, it's always fun. The home openers are always fun. You want to you wanna get a win there, that's for sure. That's going to be a difficult game as well with Philly. I'm excited because my friend uh, Gus Dog on, uh, on Philly, he's going he's gonna to play. And, you know, it's always fun to play against uh, somebody from, from your country. And uh, we're good friends. So it's going to be good to see him. But once again, we just have to get the win and uh, start the season right. Absolutely. Try and get three points in Houston. Try and get three points at home. Like you said, you get to invite some people into your home at Children's Mercy Park. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us here on the Sporting KC Show. We will be right back talking all things Houston in the upcoming match here on the Sporting KC Show. Welcome back into the Sporting KC Show. John, I thought we'd maybe break it back or bring it back a little bit to the end of last season, kind of break down what happened because, of course, Sporting Kansas City facing off against Houston on Saturday. They That's the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last season. So we'll go all the way back, of course, Sporting eliminate or making their way into the playoffs after that historically bad start to the season. They just f- are flying through the middle of the season, the late part of the year. They know what they need. It's it's a win against Minnesota, and they are most likely in. They were able to get some things to fall their way, not only beat Minnesota, but then host a game against San Jose, one that they won in penalty kicks thanks to the heroics of Tim Melia. No surprise there, of course, in, uh, in, in penalties. And then they go to Houston, or not to Houston, they go to St. Louis. And, of course, we talked about Gotti Kinda, that incredible goal, Four incredible goals from Sporting Kansas City. They come home and win it. I mean, what was that, I guess, all of that build-up to that moment of knocking out St. Louis and in, in continuing into the playoffs, what was that like last season? Well, I think one word I'd like to describe that team from last season was resilient, right? Um, you went through so many ups and downs of the season. They came together. They, they bonded. They banded together. And they caught fire at the right time. Squeak into the playoffs, obviously. Keep everybody on their toes. Squeak it. Hey, they you finished know. eighth. They finished. They, make it, make they hosted. It, make it interesting. Uh, you know, you obviously have some great plays during the playoffs. I mean, Tim Milia, obviously the GOAT at, at penalty kick save. So um, I think that they can really build on that form that they had at the end of the season. You Like you mentioned earlier, you know, there's there was some injuries at the start of the season. Guys kind of finished the season healthy other than Ndombe. So you're headed into preseason now. You're kind of continuing rolling, you know, with the punches from from last season, and you've got a bunch of guys who have gained a lot of experience from those up and downs. Um, you know, they had strict off season workouts that they that were, they were put together, strict diet during preseason, four weeks down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, you know, multiple friendly games where they were mixing the group up, right? You had some younger guys, maybe, you know, second team players, guys who haven't gotten as many minutes with a lot of these veteran guys and they would play together and they would uh, play against, you know, the opponents and Peter would see how those guys fit together. And then he kind of formed his starting 11, 11, which I'm 
super excited about obviously seeing on Saturday. Uh, I'm not giving any hints there, but it was it was cool to see kind of those newer guys and the guys who don't play as much play with some of these guys who have started all the time and they started the entire season and how they work well together. Because like I said, now if you're rolling with the punches throughout this season and through the ups and downs, you have guys who have played together in preseason. They've got minutes together. So um, there should be a cohesion no matter who's playing. So I guess what's that like as a player? You you go into preseason and maybe you know what the starting 11 was in, in the previous years, or even maybe, you know, you're a young player trying to prove some things to the coaching staff, trying to make your way into that starting 11. I guess, what is it? What's the main goal as an individual when you're heading into preseason and playing in those matches? I think it's just to, to learn, learn from your mistakes and get better every single game, you know, get better every single training. They're going over film. Um, I mean, a a guy that I, that I really am excited to see this year is Jake Davis. You know, he obviously had a breakout season last year. Um, Great preseason. You know, that's a guy who, who got an opportunity and really took it. Um, You know, and I think a lot of these younger guys and these Academy guys can look at Jake Davis and kind of look up to him and see what he's done over the past year. Um, You know, even, even beyond that. Uh, but yeah, another guy that, that really took his opportunity and learned every single day and did the right things in training and stayed after and worked on whatever, you know, whatever the weaknesses were. Um, and I think that also is a testament to the coaching staff of staying after with these guys and talking with them, going over film, making sure that they're getting better every single day. Yeah. Jake Davis certainly took his opportunity. Like you talked about, he was a very impressive piece to the sporting team. I think it was a position where fans and you know people around the team didn't 100% know exactly the way it was going to go. But from what we had seen from Jake Davis in the past, like we, we talked about here in preseason and in some of those trainings, you you knew that this was in him. He, he had the ability to go out and do that. He had the ability to go out and impress and be one of the better players in this yeah. team at times. I yeah. mean, he was really – there were moments last season – where you'd look at this team and you'd say Jake Davis might have been the best player out in the field today, a player that really you know, brought a lot of energy to the yep. team. So you know, he's a player, obviously, heading into this season, maybe has raised the expectations a little bit, so has to maybe live up to that a little bit, but I, I have no doubt that he's going to be able to do that. Yeah, and I think going back to what we talked about, you know, I think Graham Zussi helped play a big role in that, right? They're similar players, you know, um, same positions. Maybe they switch uh, to, to playing defensively kind of playing all over the field. You know, I, I think that Graham had a lot to do with Jake Davis's progression and Absolutely. Uh, his experience now. Yeah, that's a really good point to, you know, to talk about Jake Davis. Of course, that's always the conversation or this pe- previous season whenever he'd get brought up about being one of the better players on the team that he wasn't originally a right back. But like you said, he had the perfect example in front of him, that veteran player of Graham Zussi. Yeah, exactly. Um, so another another guy that I'm really looking forward to, and, and as we talked about laying the groundwork, Another reason why, you know, Graham Zussi laid that laid that groundwork for the team. Absolutely. So, you know, we look at the preseason. Obviously, results don't mean everything. You're not going to preseason trying to win every single game that you can and try and get all the points that, you know, none of that is the ultimate goal. But you look at that, the, the most previous game, the win over Atlanta United, going out and going down first and coming back yeah. to win that game. Maybe does that give you any sort of an idea of what this team's mentality might be going into this this season? Well, I think it goes back to what we just talked about, resiliency, right? You're you're now down a goal, you're at halftime, and you come back and you win the game 3-1. to one. Uh, You know, it, it's just showing, it's another testament to this team and, and how um, they're fighters. They're grinders, they're fighters, and I think that's the mentality that Peter Vermees and his coaching staff instills in players who play for Sporting Kansas City. Um, they're winners, you know, they have that winning mindset, and yeah, sure, you know, these preseason games don't necessarily count for anything, 
but you still want to build and create that winning mindset um, and finishing on a high note like that going into the first game of the season is, is great. Certainly was a high note for this, you know, sporting Kansas City team after that rough start to go out and not only advance into the playoffs and advanced advance past the wild card round, but to get to curb the season of the the rivals, the you know, the inaugural season of St. Louis City SC yeah. to go and win that or win both those matches in relatively convincing fashion. Of course, getting knocked out to Houston. Not what the way that this team wanted this season to go, but now maybe a little bit of a chance to to kind of get some of that momentum back and and take that away from uh, from Houston. Of course, sporting so much momentum to to build off of. Welcome back to the Sporting KC Show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on the YouTube channel of Sporting KC. We're in video format here, John, so make sure to be tuning into that. Follow us, follow Sporting Kansas City on socials. John, we've got the season opener coming up against the Houston Dynamo. Sporting KC have certainly met up against Houston, as you talked about a number of times in your career. They met, Sporting Kansas City met up against Houston four times last season. They've had a lot of, you know, tough matchups. They they went out of the U.S. Open Cup last season at the hands of Houston they went out of the MLS Cup playoffs at the hands of Houston, but also had a, a much-needed win late in the season against Houston yep. when uh, Johnny Russell, of course, got sent off. And then the team rallied together to end up winning that match 2-1. I mean, just talk a little bit, of course, before we get into the specifics of this matchup, what Sporting Kansas City against Houston Dynamo means, because I feel like you're someone who's certainly experienced that. I mean, it's 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 a battle every single time. Um multiple red cards, yellow cards, whatever it might be. Uh, somehow we always end up playing Houston, you know, in the playoffs. It does feel like that. Somehow. So um, it, it's always it's always a team that they're very hard-nosed. They grind. They fight till the end. Uh, they're not going to give up. So it's going to be a tough match, and especially being a away match. Obviously, usually, you know, conditions in Houston are usually pretty hot, pretty muggy, uh, pretty humid. So Having the benefits of being down in preseason in Fort Lauderdale, where it was hot and muggy, I think will benefit Sporting Kansas City. I don't think it'll be too much of an issue. Um, but it, it definitely some bad blood from last season. So I think that the guys are going to want to go out there and get revenge. Um, going to want to start the season off on a high note with three points. Uh, but the main thing is to is to also just get a result. You know, a tie on the road, win at home, that's usually what they say, uh, you know, is a good strategy as well. So... I think you want to go in against a team that you don't like, that you always see in the playoffs, you know, and, and fight and, and win and, and get those three points. You know, you're right. It does feel like Houston always proves to be a tough place to play. I, I don't necessarily feel I've never been to that stadium, but from what I've seen, it doesn't feel like it's always the loudest stadium necessarily, no, yeah. but it does prove to be a tough place to play sporting. This will be their fifth trip in about a year and a half to, to Houston. Of course, I said, you know, they played in the playoffs. They played in the U.S. Open Cup. Houston, you talk about how they're, they're hard-nosed. They're always a tough team to play against, especially at their place. You know, this is a team that's coming off of winning the U.S. Open Cup last year. They're, uh, they knocked Sporting out of the, the tournament, but when they go on and win it, maybe it makes you feel a little less bad about getting knocked out to the eventual champions. But, of course, Sporting, that's not the, the standard they want to set. They want to be winning or they want to be, you know, trying to give a run at every competition they're playing in. But this is a team that it always seems to prove tough when you go to their place, maybe – what are some of the reasons that it might be so tough? Obviously, you mentioned the weather. Mm -hmm. They're just a very well-coached team with Ben Olsen in, you know, in the early parts of his career with this team. 
What have you seen? Well, this is an organization who kind of had an overhaul. They had an overhaul in the front office. They had a lot of players in and out. Um, totally rebuilt and reshaped this team. Um, so, no, I'm not quite sure what to expect, to be quite honest with you. Um, they've had a lot of changes. But one thing that I do know is they still have this Houston Dynamo mentality I like to say grind set, if you will. There you go. Um, and, and that's what's always been difficult and why it's been difficult to play them there, mainly because they don't give up. They, you know, they fight till the end. Um, not always the prettiest soccer. Sometimes yeah. sometimes a little bit of kickball. You know, they might just try and keep it in your end, which is still difficult to play against. Um, but, you know, I think, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes the, the humidity and the, the, wind, um, the weather conditions. But... Um, not the loudest stadium in the world, you know, I must say, but uh, still a tough place to play nonetheless. I mean, every stadium in MLS is pretty tough to play in. It's In terms of volume, it's no, no Children's Mercy Park, but, you know, it, it definitely no. is a stadium that has proved to be tough to go into. You know, Houston, like you mentioned, a very well-run team. It feels like now, you know, having that overhaul. Sporting Kansas City right there with them in terms of, you know, being one of the original teams in this league. Sporting has been able to be consistently competitive. It feels like anytime they have some down years, they bounce back. They're able, you know, you look at the wall. They've been able to paint the wall plenty of times. Sporting Kansas City is historically one of the most impressive clubs in Major League Soccer history. And as soon as, you know, Houston tried to compete with Sporting in that, we've seen plenty of, you know, tough matchups in the playoffs. I guess, do you have any specific moments you remember against Houston throughout your career that maybe uh, made you less of a fan of that club? Um, that's a good question. I think it was Adam Moffitt. He had like a rocket of a goal. Definitely did not appreciate that on us. Um, I think it's just been, honestly, it's just been the bad blood in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, between them and Salt Lake, it's just, absolutely. at least while I was playing, it was always kind of rivals and, and bad blood and, um, tough games and, and games where, uh, you know, you just, you just really wanted to beat them. Yeah. And obviously you really want to win in those playoff games, but especially when it's a team like Houston, especially it makes it, it makes you want it even more. I'm yes. sure. I mean, you, you, you had plenty of experiences like that. Yes. Um, every time we play them and we would play them in preseason too. And you know, yeah. of course it's preseason and it gets chippy and you know, there are some fights involved and so forth, but it's, it's just a, it's just a team that, there's always been bad blood with, and even more so, I say, with what happened last year. And what is it about some of those preseason games against teams like, you know, we saw incidents with Sporting Kansas City and RSL in the past, you know, you talk about with Houston. Yeah. Is, there, is there an edge to the preseason that guys are just kind of raring to go? Is that why sometimes moments like that happen? Well, I think it's a few things. You're raring to go, you know, you're ready. You don't want to lose. Yeah. No matter whether it's a preseason game or hey, a regular season game. Yeah. Um, and then, and then there are just some guys, I mean, Roger Espinosa for one, you know, he, he was always just kind of rally, you know, riling them up. He knows up how to and, get a guy going. Yeah, he knows he, how to, he, get to he, make someone uh, frustrated. Yeah. And as soon as you, you know, you find somebody to pick on every time we play <laughs> them, he would just go after him again. So uh, those are kind of the, the main reasons, but I think it just comes down to, you know, you, you, you don't want to lose a game yeah. and who even in the preseason, more? even in the preseason, even in training you know yeah when you're playing small sided or 5v2 or something like that i mean you know we wouldn't be here if, if we didn't have that winning mindset right yeah absolutely these are two two clubs two organizations that have certainly had that winning mindset been able to win trophies of course houston's coming in you know just last season these are uh this is obviously the first game of the season you don't want to 
you know, think too far into it. But of course, this is the, your first chance to get three points. You talk about, you know, get one point on the road, three points at home. Is that something that maybe Peter Vermees has focused on more, or is that just a, a league-wide thing, maybe? I think that's more of, I mean, of course, Peter wants to win every single game. I think that's more of a generic league-wide, league league-wide, uh, league wide and, you know, worldwide, I guess. Yeah, because well, I mean, two points, if you average two points, you're going to be near the top of the table most yeah, times. Yeah, it's just kind of a strategy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, win at home, win in front of your fans, win on your home turf, don't let anybody come into your fortress. Um, you know, and beat you and then get a result on the way uh, away, whether that's a tie or a win, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and don't give anything away on the road either. Right. Yes. Don't, you know, try and get, go down there and at least keep a clean sheet, make yeah. them make the mistake. Um, you know, start the season off with either a win or a tie clean sheet, um, you know, and, and keep moving forward, headed into the home opener. And that that's a great point, you know, heading into the home opener. I feel like this team would love to, get the monkey off their back maybe and get a win because it would mean that they don't have to worry about the conversations of last season. But of course you can't get too caught up on that, but heading into the home opener, it would be fun to watch this team coming off of a win, playing against a, you know, a solid Philadelphia team in front of the home Mm -hmm. fans. You know, there's, there's a lot of excitement around this team right now, of course, building off of what they did last season, I guess as a player, how do you kind of build off of something that was, I guess it was three months ago now, you know, this team, they had, they had that great run of form. They win against Minnesota, get into the playoffs, you know, take down St. Louis. We, we, you know, we've already had that conversation about that, but it's been so long since then. How do you kind of build off that? Well, I think that preseason, obviously getting the guys back together, playing in those games, going over some film from last season. I'm sure they did that. Um, And, you know, they got what a month, month and a half off break and that's still in your mind I mm-hmm. think that that sour taste of losing in the playoffs and kind of that feeling of that run of all those wins and those exciting wins and um you know those stick with you that sticks with you right going forward plus a lot of these guys on this team have have won a trophy whether yeah. it's been open cup MLS cup um they have that taste of winning a trophy as well so just having a great preseason remembering all the those wins all those losses from the previous season going over some of the film um, you know, I, I think that's that's something that they've really thought about this year. Um, and I and I think that in order to keep that run of form, they needed to have a great preseason, and they did that, and they finished on a high note. Um, so yeah, yeah, sporting. We'll we'll get into the you know a little more depths about this Houston team because they're heading to Houston. Of course, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs. It was. A cagey match, it felt like. Of course, there was some controversy about whether or not there was a handball. Should have been, you know, we can we can get into all of that. I don't know if that's necessarily something that you have strong opinions about. Is it, John, about that whole situation? I'll have to look at it again. Yeah, I'll have to look at it again. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a smart answer yeah. by you there, John. But you know, this is a team that was in just incredible form. You know, late the late portions of last season, and then obviously in the playoffs. They're without Hector Herrera, one of the biggest pieces of their team at the beginning of the season. They are a very well-coached team. Um, you know, what do you expect from a game like this? Again, I'm not entirely sure, other than the fact of they're well-coached. Uh, you know, they're going to grind. They're hard-nosed. They're not going to. They're not going to back down, especially on their home turf. Um, but I, you just don't know because there's a lot of changing pieces. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, I, I do see them trying to use their speed and attack mm-hmm. 
you know, up top, get the first goal. I do see them trying to do that. So as long as Sporting Kansas City in the first 15 minutes can kind of weather that storm, mm-hmm. um, I think as soon as they weather the, that storm, Houston's going to get a little anxious. They're going to get antsy. The fans are going to get a little anxious that they haven't scored quite yet. And that will open up uh, little holes for Sporting KC to be able to play through. We saw during preseason, fantastic possession. Um, they were really clicking on those cylinders and passing. So, uh, you know, something that they can really exploit here is first 15 minutes, keep the clean sheet. Um, and then I think I think some holes will open up. What is it that Peter Vermees always says? I, I would talk to Jacob Peterson about this. Even or ahead at halftime, is that what he would say? Even or ahead at halftime. Yep, that's usually what we would say, and, and that's what Peter would say. And, um, you know, it's it's essentially a, a game of two games, if yeah. you will, right? Two halves, get to halftime, even or ahead, start a new game over. And if you can start that game even or ahead, the away team certainly has more momentum in the second half at that point because some of those nerves, like you said, start to you know kind of squeeze or kind of find their way into the game and the away team can maybe take advantage of that. And like we talked about, it would not surprise me if this game kind of gets a little bit ugly at moments. You know, we've seen these games get physical. We've seen, you know, at the beginning of the season when teams are trying to fight for every point they can get, you know, heading into the beginning portions of the year, it could get ugly. It could get just kind of not pretty soccer, but Mm. sometimes that's what you have to do on the road, right? Yeah, I think it's 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 find a way to win, right? Yeah. Find a way to get a result, find a way to win. Um, Jimmy Nielsen, big buddy of mine, right? Sporting legend. He would always tell always tell me 15 minutes at a time, right? Take the game 15 minutes at a time. So first, first 15 minutes, super important not to allow a goal. Second 15 minutes, kind of settle down, get your shape. You know, last 15 minutes of the half, don't allow a goal. So it's uh, almost like you talked about, you know, it's a game and then another game. It's almost like you're playing six games in one. Yeah, and I mean, that's the way that I looked at it. That's the way Jimmy kind of had me look at it and the way he looked at it as well. And um, in the coaching staff here, like I said, sometimes first half, that's a game. Second half, that's a game. Even or ahead at halftime. So. Yeah, it certainly does seem like it's a little easier to kind of break it down so that you're not, you know, it's it's hard to think about 90 minutes as one, you know, one specific or, you know, one condensed game. It's a yeah. lot easier when you're kind of breaking it down into those 15-minute increments. Yeah, and set your goals, right? I mean, 15 yeah. minutes, 15 minutes. That's Those are goals in itself. So. How do you get the win? How do you win a championship? How do you win the conference? You have these small goals along the way. Obviously, your large goal is to win MLS Cup. How do you do that? Yeah. And that's something that I liked here that we did as well was we created these smaller goals. Be top five in um, you know, most goals scored. Mm-hmm. Be top five in uh, least of goals allowed. Stuff like that. And, and those small goals, those 15-minute increments, whatever it might be, get you to win MLS Cup. John, that's a that's a lesson for life right there, I think. You know, break it down if you have these big goals, break it down into little yeah. things. I like that. Yeah. How do you how do you get to how do you achieve that big goal? A bunch of little small ones along the way. There you go. So, you know, for for you guys listening, watching back home, there you go. John Kempen giving you life advice right there. But we, one more thing we want I want to talk about when we're talking about this Houston Dynamo team. Aurelian Cullen on the staff there. He's a guy that I'm sure you got to spend some time around when he was a player, obviously, but Maybe as a coach, how does that kind of translate? Well, I mean, I think that it translates that he takes some of Peter's stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he he played here. He learned a lot from Peter. He won championships. And I think that he took what worked for him from Peter, you know, and, and created his own style, right? Went through with the education that he needed, took some stuff from his playing experience, took some stuff from his former coaches. Um, he's an awesome guy. You know, he's a he's a guy that you want to play for. Um, I think he's a he's a player's coach. So, you know, I'm sure that there are some guys down in Houston that rally around him. But 
he's a winner and I mean he, he's going to get those guys fired up that defense fired up um, I mean and it's going to be a tough game yeah it's always you know a tough game it's always a lot of guys fired up when we're heading into the first game of the year so you know, a lot of speculation, but soon, you know, the next show and, and this weekend, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about what's actually happening. No yeah. more of this speculation. No more of, okay, is this team going to have it together? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? We'll have some answers for you. So make sure to tune in to the broadcast here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Myself and John will be on the call here, John. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this to, to obviously be on the call. You've had your your own chance to, to do um, some radio analysis what 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 is your you know feeling been like when you've been able to to get into that having you know great experience as a player to to use that as as a radio broadcaster yeah well I obviously retired over a year ago you know about about a year year ago today so uh, it's been nice to come back to my hometown club Mm -hmm. they gave me a chance to play professional soccer when I was 17 right to be able to have the opportunity after 13 years professional soccer to now represent them as a radio analyst uh, was was extremely special, you know, when I when I first got that uh, invite, and you know, obviously, it's been great working with you so far. I'm really excited for a fun season. Um, I'm excited to see Sporting Kansas City do well. There's been obviously with the World Cup coming to Kansas City, there has just been so much soccer attraction, so, so many new fans, new faces. Um, I know that Children's Mercy Park is going to be rocking, um, and. I'm excited to share. I was obviously a goalkeeper, but I was able to see everything on the field, right? I was able to, 13 years of experience, learn from a bunch of different coaches, played for a few different teams, um, and I'm excited to share that with you all. Yeah, you had you had the chance to see the whole field from behind the defense. Now you'll have the chance to see the whole field from up in the broadcast booth yeah. and continue to share everything that you know about the game. John, I'm excited to be on the call with you. So like I said, right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. But if you haven't already, make sure to follow Sporting KC on socials. Tune into the show here on YouTube if you aren't already. You can see John's beautiful face over here as well as myself. I don't know if it's quite as beautiful, but John, uh, it was a lot of fun doing our first Sporting KC show here together. Anything, any last words you got for the fans? No, just let's go. Obviously, Sporting Kansas City appreciates the support, and uh, let's get those three points, and we look forward to seeing you all at Children's Mercy Park. Absolutely. Three points up for grabs as Sporting KC takes on Houston Dynamo. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Sporting KC Show.